0: This is the Enneagram 8 Podcast, and we're here to take you inside the armor. This is Crystal. She is a bunny slave and an expert onion cutter. Remember our interview with Bonnie, the beauty queen? Well, Crystal is the same tri-type, and the similarities could not be more obvious. At the end of interviewing these two ladies, Erin and I just felt like we had such a deep respect for the ways in which we were so different from these two and just a real gratitude that we're not all the same and that we seem to be able to offer exactly the right things to fill in the gaps so again if you're listening closely and you feel like you really identify with either crystal or bonnie go and look up the tri-type 825 it'll really add an extra layer to your understanding of what's going on inside that brain of yours Hey, are you there? I'm here. Oh, we did it. <laughs> this is fun. We I have yet like, to decide whether that's true or not, but I we'll know. go with it. And I keep thinking of you as pirate. <laughs> I actually no, wrote it on fine. the calendar. My kids are like, what the heck does the calendar? Because it, it said eight o'clock pirate. <laughs> eight o'clock. Yeah, it's a new mode that mom goes into. <laughs> Break out the peg leg and I'm <laughs> Uh, I should have not explained it. I should have let them just kind of imagine what in the world their mother's up to. But anyway, yeah. So how did you first figure out what being an eight was and and that you were in fact an eight? What was that whole journey like?
1: Well, we'll start with my name. My name is Crystal. And then we'll just leave it at that. And um I'm 43, married for 15 or 150 years. It feels pretty (laughs) much the same. It depends on the day. (laughs) I think (laughs) depends on the well. Not even going to go with the day. We're going to go by a moment by moment situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he probably would agree. Um, I'm a slave to one bunny, and yes, bunnies have slaves. Cats have what servants, and dogs have masters. But bunnies have slaves. (laughs) (laughs) I'm passionate about food, creating, and sharing it. Um, It's the best way that I found to express love it's the safest way to express love because if I offer you good food and you don't like it or you
0: reject it, I know a hundred percent that's your problem because my food is good. <laughs> that's awesome. I'm sure for the most part you get good reviews though. So. It really, I mean, good reviews are great, but still doesn't change the fact that
1: it's good. <laughs> you, you think it's good. No, I know it's good. I don't have to think about it. I know that it's good.
0: Forgive me for even questioning. That's okay. We're just freshly getting to know each other and now you know. (laughs) Yeah, except I'm an eight too, so you'd have to prove it. Um, Okay, so your eight journey, how did you figure that out? Well, of course, when I first heard about the Enneagram,
1: I thought it was a bunch of voodoo, hooey nonsense, and it was sort of popular however I heard about it. So, of course, I didn't really want anything to do with it. And then some people, I listened to their podcast and watched them on TV, Jeremy and Audrey Roloff, and she's an eight. So I listened to their podcast and I thought, well, she's an eight and I know she's not super crazy, so maybe I'll check this thing out. Checked it out with Suzanne Stabile. And I was like, oh my word, I suddenly feel understood for the first time in my life. And not just understood, but known. And I'm learning more about myself. And hey, who wouldn't want to know that? And then it helps you navigate
0: life and other people and marriage. There seems to be like definitely patterns for who can handle us and who can't. I need a
1: good bit of independence, but I'm I really struggle with his polar opposite, like one minute it's going to the right and the next minute it's going completely to the left. And I'm like, right. Whoa, yep. it's constant whiplash. It feels like yes, internally. Yes, yes.
0: Oh, that's six. Oh, that is so sick. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like,
1: Oh my goodness. But once knowing that <laughs> it really helps. Cause I'm like, wait a minute. Am <laughs> I the one who's crazy? No, <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> and yeah, knowing that I had sure. known that before we were married. Oh mm-hmm. my goodness
0: would, have, would it have so helped or would you not have married him <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to answer that <laughs> well, I do have a good
1: a good list of reasons why I why we shouldn't be together and he probably has his own list in his head but we knew that we were supposed to be together so mm-hmm. you know as an eight like all right I know so I'm moving forward yeah, yeah. That gut knowing right
0: hmm <laughs> <laughs> Catherine Favre, she said that your tri-type, which is 825, means that you're caring, knowledgeable, and protective. You want to be helpful, wise, straightforward. You're highly sensitive, empathetic, and an intellectual people person. You're both introverted and extroverted, and at times you can be direct and easily move towards others. You can overgive or pull away to recharge. So does any of that? Only 100%. Yeah, it really does, huh? Mm -hmm. The only thing that I don't have that I would say
1: is not 100% is the empathy part, but I have 100% empathy for people who I'm invested in or things that I'm invested in. I don't, it just doesn't dispense automatically.
0: Yeah. How would you define empathy to begin with, actually?
1: I don't know, just kind of
0: engaging
1: in and entering into what their heart might be feeling and I usually (laughs) have to go about it from what my heart would be feeling. I usually come up with, I have no idea. But I'm sure it would be really big.
0: Do you do that? Because that's that's what I do. So do you go, okay, if I was in that position, I would be feeling this. So maybe they're feeling that? Do you have to go about it?
1: Kind of, But but it's more I go from the perspective of what would I want somebody to do for me in that situation?
0: Rather than the
1: feeling. Feelings are extremely private, and I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want people in my feelings, and I'm certainly not going to go and invade somebody else's feelings. Like when my grandmother died, someone texted or whatever and said, You must be feeling, and they listed off all this stuff. And I was like, Whoa, take 13 giant steps backwards because you're
0: no (laughs) back up, right? Okay, so you didn't like the idea that they wanted inside that part of your life that you hadn't invited them into
1: yeah it feels like an invasion and it feels like you think you know me better than you do and if you did know me you would know not to do
0: this so there's that your empathetic gymnastics it's like a lot of it has to do with their boundaries and how you wouldn't want to yeah oh yeah that boundary bit seems to be a very important thing You know that tri-type the order does matter. and it definitely kind of tweaks a little bit the flavor. So I actually I didn't add this to your note, so I'll just read them and then I think you've sort sorted out that you were eight two, five, not eight, five, two, right? Eight five two, I think, is what I went with. I'll read what an eight with a five is kind of flavored like, and then I'll read eight with a two, and then you can just totally confirm which of them is your more dominant. So they say eight with a five is a more intellectually flavored reclusive eight. They can read people excellently because of combined investigative tendencies, that sounds like you, as well as the eight's ability to interpret power play accurately. They not only abhor uh, vulnerability, but also detach and prefer to analyze emotions from a distance. They're hesitant to jump into actions like an average eight. They prefer to gather all the data required for the decision-making before doing so. So that's eight with a five. That sounds pretty much 100%. I would agree. So if I read eight with a two, you can just confirm whether that is like your third position. Um, This eight is loving and protective. They bring in vulnerability, even if not acknowledged openly. They help out in the manner that they wish they would receive help. Their focus can be on acquiring power in order to attract relationship. A bit of a romantic bent. Yep. Sounds like it. But more in third position, you'd say. Oh, definitely. Okay. Because I view the whole world through that,
1: through the five first. And then if you've passed all of those tests, then my heart can start to be engaged. It just works oh, better, better that way.
0: So the the nickname they give this type is the strategist. So I've been asking.
1: <laughs> you like it? Okay, yeah. that's interesting. It's very analytical. It's very straightforward. Um, I've been talking to my cousin. We were talking about feelings and facts, and I was like, whoa facts trump feelings every single time. Mm-hmm. My feelings don't even bother to join the party unless we have facts. Right. Verifiable facts, not like some right. idea of a fact, no, an actual fact.
0: What I have noticed about um, you all is a very notable difference in your timeline for jumping into something. Mm-hmm. There, well, there seems to be less impulsivity and... Um, yeah, a little bit more of a, a watchfulness maybe or a weighing in or something before you you jump in, which reminds me of my kiddo. She is a five and that seems to be more her way. Whereas Erin and I, we jump, forget yeah. data. We are doing real time processing as we're jumping. It's, it's just very different. Right? Just, that makes me feel cringy <laughs>
1: all over I know, I know. When you guys are talking about something about with the podcast, and oh, we don't know anything about microphones, and I'm looking, I'm looking <laughs> at my speaker, going, how
0: in the world do you do a podcast without knowing about microphones? <laughs> this would be a really important. You, you're totally gonna laugh at this. So the last one of you that we interviewed, <laughs> she said, "Okay, listen, I'm gonna do some research for you, and I'm gonna tell you how to do this." <laughs>
1: I need to find her. That's what I'm screaming on the inside when I'm listening, when I was listening to that podcast, but I'm learning to just be like, okay, what is mine to do? What is <laughs> that's
0: right? This is not mine to do. See, and that is the two. I swear it's like the imposing the help thing seems to be a bit of a thrust that I don't have in me at all. It is so far from being a thing for me. If you know something, if you know a
1: better way to do something and you don't tell me, I feel yeah. violated and betrayed and all sorts of things. Like, what is wrong with you? Why would you allow somebody to move forward doing it the wrong way and doing it the least efficient way? Like, if you know, you better tell me. And so it's important that people know that about you so they can love you the way you need to be loved. Not all people in all places, but you know, that small, small group
0: of, you know, five maybe. I was just talking with another eight, though, and she's more like me. And we were talking about how the two energy of imposing help on us, it makes me so angry. I didn't ask. I did not ask. Sorry, you mistook me for caring that you knew. Because if I did want to know, I would have asked for sure. Um, So yeah, it's if uh, somebody with two energy does it the right way, you know, like there's a way they can offer help that doesn't feel like an imposition, but some people just don't get that right, and then it really gets my back up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's interesting.
1: Yeah, it's this is not a free for all. Anybody jump in and tell me something to do better? No, no. Yeah. You need to be close enough that I actually care about your opinion. But I've learned so many things just by observing, and I really yeah. enjoy living life that way. Like Food Network. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I've learned so many yeah. cooking things. Yeah, yeah, I'm like,
0: yeah. I bet. Whoa, who knew you could cut an onion like that? And it was so much better. <laughs> I'm on it. Was it the one? Is it the one where you like cut right just about to the tip, but not yeah. all the way through, and yeah. then you turn it sideways? Yeah, that was genius. Yeah. <laughs> worked out great.
1: <laughs> and then when I see other people cutting onions not that way, I'm like, oh my word, you're taking way <laughs> too much time. But I'm not going to say that out loud. I'm just going to swipe the cutting board from you and the onion, and I will do this that's one way to do it for sure like watch and learn (laughs)
0: or don't (laughs) I'll take care of it (laughs) how would you explain the way you think using five
1: this whole like pulling back analyzing if I'm in a situation where I'm surprised I will pull back and analyze either internally or actually get up and and go away and then I can rejoin later And to me, that Mm -hmm. just makes so much sense. And I can understand now how that would appear to be really unnerving to other people because I'm not going to be explaining myself, hey, by the way, I'm pulling away right now because I need to go think about this. I just kind of do it. But I always come back. So if you know me
0: well enough, you know I'll be back. Like a way of explaining the different thinking styles is that a five drills down, drills, drills, drills to get to the, the most important nugget. Whereas a six, what they do is they read very widely and then they make connection points. and then a seven is like hopping from cloud to cloud to cloud and sort of doing that on the spot. Does that sound like you? Is that drilling down?: Oh, yeah, yeah, because I <laughs> want to get to whatever the root is, whether it's for my own. the truest thing, yeah. yeah,
1: the truest thing, because that's the only thing that really matters to me. That's the only space I'm
0: making a decision from because it's the most. So you're gonna you're gonna nail that recipe. Oh, yeah. Like you're going to study every component of it oh, until yeah. it's the way it really ought to be. Yeah,
1: just like those, um, that flaky pastry. Of course, I can't think of it right now. The one, the chocolate puff pastry. Yeah, the chocolate croissant. I yeah. researched and researched and finally decided, okay, this is doable. I did it and I didn't like how it turned out. And so I did it again. I think I did it three times. I think by the third time I was like, okay, yeah, I'm... I'm satisfied with this, and now I can move on with my life.
0: Next. So, okay, I'm going to make a new theory that nobody, apart from people with five in their tri-type, would ever attempt puff pastry because nobody would do the work required. Like, I remember reading uh, like a cooking book where they described how painstaking that process was, and I'm like, F that. <laughs> Never in a million years would I bother. Um, Okay, so then how about the two? So far, it's been harder for you all to answer the two. Um, But if you were to describe how you work out of the two in your heart center, what do you think that would look like? Something that I've been working on more consciously
1: and intentionally. uh, Because when I look back and see how I've used the two, even in the last 10 years, it's more from a needy place, like needing to be needed, which is Mm -hmm. disgusting I just can't even understand that and then understanding why that was happening really helped and now it is that same quote comes back up over and over what is mine to do if you're you're drowning is it mine to do to tell you that you're drowning or to help you out I don't know maybe it is but it's Mm -hmm. always in the moment that I decide and I allow my heart to be more engaged and not quite so protected
0: Mm -hmm. does it look like helping like how
1: would you describe it Oh, definitely. It would be helping. Like, for instance, if my cousin needs a sitter. Okay, fine. I'll watch your job. I would ended up keeping her for overnight. So I would have her three or four full days and nights per week. When that schedule kept getting changed around, like it felt, I don't know, like you're taking away my
0: ability to help and okay. needed. So it was part of your identity was this help that you could offer. Yes. And now it's not so much that it's just kind of like,
1: observing as a five, and then, okay, where where would it be helpful? And even now asking the questions, do you need help? Where do you need help? And then right. usually people in a place of needing help don't always have, can't speak what they need, but hey, here's mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. thing. Do you need food? Do you need childcare? Do you need
0: whatever? Do you find you have that superpower that comes from that two place where you do instinctively know what they need, or at least have a bit of a a vibe about what they need. Yes. Yeah. And so you've got to be careful eh? not to use that eight push when you just know, and you know, they don't even know. Yeah. I just throw caution to the wind and just do it. Usually they're in such a bad place that
1: they're not going to resist anyway, and they'll get what they need. And it's just a whole lot more efficient to do it that way. But if it's something someone I'm in, constant relationship with and yeah you have to go be much more gentle and subtle oh yeah and slow and oh, wow. mm-hmm.
0: exhausting Yeah. um a podcast i listen to they describe your tri-type as remote in spite of deep involvement so you give without expecting to actually fully participate mm-hmm. how does that land yeah yeah so how would you add words to that what does that mean well, if you can give from a really generous place without
1: externally letting people into that generosity. So you don't feel vulnerable necessarily while you're giving. And I don't need necessarily recognition, like public sort of thing, but
0: I know that you know, and I'm good with that. The four part of me wants to be very much involved with the act of giving. So I want to be sharing in it with you. And so that's how I recognize The difference there because I would want to be very much participating in it. Yeah, I'm open to it with anybody. Yeah, no. No. Yeah, like I'm all in.
1: (laughs) All of this is very, very little down, vetted through the fire and coming out glistening like gold before we're moving forward (laughs) like that.
0: No. And that's your five coming first, right? Is you're going to take the time watching for a while and gathering data before you take that next step. I generally
1: view all aspects of life through the risk benefit lens. What needs to be done? How much will it cost me? Do I have that amount to give? How long will it take me to recover? And what resources and people do I know that can help? There's only a few people where cost never is a factor. Right. I'll fall on my sword for them every single time. Mm -hmm. And at the moment, that list is down to one. Your grandma, right? Yeah. She's the only one that don't ever think I've been betrayed by, whether real or imagined. We lived on the same property as my grandparents until I was five. Mm -hmm. Every day, I would go to her house after my nap, even though I was not awake fully. I would stumble all the way down the hill and be at her house. I don't remember interactions with her at that age, but I know that I felt safe there. 100%. Hundred yep. percent. She's the only one who can come up and hug me, and mm-hmm. I don't tense up or feel violated or anything like that. She gets. Mm-hmm. She can tell me anything, mm-hmm. even if she's might be off base. It's, it doesn't bother me at all.
0: Okay, this quote gets a little pushback here and there because it's worded really strongly, but. I'll just read it as is. So it says this tri-type is probably the most power-hungry and can exert a great deal of strategic insight into most situations and become the classic masterminds behind affairs. When less healthy, they need to be the prime mover while denying all the ways they need the control. Um, Someone accused me that I need to be in control.
1: Well, I know from studying myself and this Enneagram thing that I'm not looking to control you. Make sure that you don't think you can control me. And there's a very big difference. It doesn't sound like it, but it is. You mind your business. (laughs) I will mind my business. Now, as far as power and influence, I can see how in an unhealthy way or apart from relationship with
0: God, that that would be very prominent and dominant. (laughs) That's scary to me. I think the outside world might perceive it as power hunger. But it seems to have more to do with the boundaries being put up so that nothing really is a surprise or you're really not going to be flat footed. You're really always going to be on some level prepared for what's coming. Yes. And there is something about that that would feel to someone like me who doesn't work that way like a... yeah, definitely someone who needs to hold all the reins. But as an eight myself, I know better. I know that it isn't about you controlling me; it's you controlling your world. Um, but it would show up in a particular way. So I've, I have a cousin who's the same tri type, and there just is like a like a really withheld energy. Mm-hmm. You are in your own self-contained world. Yeah, and I can't get to you. You know, I I can feel it so tangible when I get to cross the line. And it's because she's given me permission to, right? And it's so weird, because as an eight, you usually cross boundaries, like when you want to, you know, you're typically able to cross people's boundaries, and they haven't told you like, first of all, I feel like your type wouldn't be maybe as quick to do that than other eights. But you also sure will not give permission until you're ready to let other people cross yours. Exactly. Because there's nothing worse to me than a blindside. Yep. They say fives would say that. That's very five. I can
1: handle a lot of things and carry a lot of things, but being blindsided is
0: the worst. How does it make you feel? Like, what is it about that? What does it do to you?
1: It instantly triggers fight or flight and it's, there is no gradual coming on. It's like flipping a switch and it's just like an inferno inside. Like I feel my body feels hot, like my ears and face and chest and everything feels hot. And I just mm-hmm. feel like everything inside of me is about to come out everywhere. Does the it feel like you're being
0: explosion. does it feel like you're being invaded? It's just
1: more like, okay, you have crossed over and no. And if you're very smart, you won't ever do it again. You don't even have to be super smart to never do it again. Just
0: don't. Because <laughs> you're gonna be very vocal about it.
1: Yeah, I'll let you know, but And the other thing is, too, I don't feel as violated when it's not someone as close to me. Like, if you're not close enough and you don't know, then, okay, yeah, I'm going to feel frustrated and I'm going to feel violated on some level. But I'm also going to be able to rationalize it to be like, okay, you didn't mean it this way. But if you're Mm -hmm. in that close of a relationship with me and you keep doing it over and
0: over. oh Yeah, you've got a higher standard for people that should know better.
1: Standard is the same, but the level of violation is different. Like, I wouldn't keep, if I knew something bothered you, I wouldn't keep mashing on that button. I might help you try to work through why your button is so huge and help you get it down Mm -hmm. to a more manageable size if we're in that kind of close relationship. But, like, come on, this is not going to change. Like, this will always push me over the edge and how Mm -hmm. I've learned to walk away. God is like, listen, staying there and trying to persuade and rationalize and try to talk this person into understanding. It never works. Walk away.
0: It really, it really doesn't, does it? Nope. Walk away.
1: And that feels so contrary because I'm ready to fight. Mm -hmm. Ready to let's work this out. Apparently not everyone can handle that.
0: Yeah. So that, that was learned behavior on your part to learn to walk away. Yeah. Erin and I've been talking about that a lot. It feels like we're giving up, but it isn't. It's an intentional walking away because we know when our fight is better spent elsewhere. And it's, it doesn't feel intuitive to do that. But it's, it's mature. <laughs> it doesn't feel very mature, because it almost feels like,
1: fine, I'm going to take my cars and go home. But it's not that way. <laughs> at, at all. No, no, oh, no, I know. I there, know we have to rewrite the narrative about that. Yeah. And other ways, I feel like when I pull away, like in family situations, where I consciously hold myself back, it's not because you didn't violate me. And that doesn't need a dress. I am. Afraid is not the right word. I know what I'm capable of, and I'm not trying to do that. I'm not going to make this worse. And even though you probably need to be called out, I'm not going to do that because it's not going to accomplish what needs to be accomplished. Like, I will pull back. I will figure out what my side is between me and God. Like, okay, what did I do wrong here? What do I need to change? What perspective do I need to see differently? And then I can reapproach it at a later date.
0: You, you have to have lived through enough of this waste of your time thing to finally learn it. I would say we're getting more efficient. Yes, definitely. <laughs> we're learning where to spend our energy. That's, that's what comes with older age, I guess. And then being able to um, use other
1: resources like, okay, asking another person, hey, you know this person well enough, what kind of approach works best? But all of it boils down to, is this a relationship that I am willing to that I see moving forward or has this violation been been big enough and constant enough that it's obvious it's not going to be resolved? If there's a relationship to restore, I will go ahead and confront after I've taken the time to think and process and and know what I need to do. But if it's not a relationship that's, that's going to be restored by this, I'll just walk away.
0: You know, and I think actually our type is uniquely built to be good at assessing that, actually, because we do have a strong sense of self and boundary even our, the less boundary tri-types among us, we still do have a good sense of that. And so I find if we've had to walk away, it's for a good reason, because we have actually really weighed it. And it isn't because we've given up too quickly. Eights among us really ought to trust that. If we do have this sense, then we should trust that it's because we really have actually analyzed um, and weighed and it's just time to go. Yeah. Because I don't give up easily. And I
1: don't think any eight would give up easily. No, exactly. And yeah when someone comes in, I would always want the opportunity to make something right if I've done something wrong, if I've injured somebody in some way. I would always want the opportunity to fix that, even if the relationship isn't gonna go forward. But I don't understand people who just cut people off and like never give them the chance to say their piece or explain where they came from. And that's the the other thing too, I don't like to be viewed only in the moment. If you know me, and you've known me for most of my life, you can't make an assumption about what's happening right here in the present. That's super negative. Like if I haven't been out to control your life for the past 20 years, I haven't suddenly picked that up and decided, oh, let's do a fun thing today and start controlling other people's lives. Like, come on. So when I'm looking at other people, I'm looking at the same thing. Like, okay, maybe you had a bad day. Maybe you had a bad moment. Maybe there are things that I don't know about that you're that you're struggling with. And I just happened to be the person you poured it out on because you felt safe enough to do that with me. You thought I could handle it.
0: I think that's actually another notable thing about this tri-type is you're less held captive to the moment. Um, and so you're less reactive because you are actually working off of all the data compiled over however long it is that you have known this person. And so you you aren't going to be as reactive because you've got all that data right there at all times whereas my (laughs) (laughs) tri-type I actually think I'd drive you crazy I think we'd fight a lot it's like all the data goes out the window I'm so in my body in the moment and so like on the balls of my toes in the moment it's like all that stuff flies out of my head I'm just working on almost the nerve endings huh which is it's a problem I mean it's really great in terms of like um if someone's life needs saving. <laughs> Does it scare you? Like, do you freak? Or do you just go and just I do action? I feel that's uh, the problem is it's reaction without a whole lot of thinking. Oh, yeah. No. Right? Which couldn't really be further from you. With your tri-type is complete, pretty much polar opposite. On a spectrum. I know I'm not the most reactive tri-type. I'm not. One of the things I've said is what I love about those of you that have five in there is there is like a crisp kind of thinking. That you guys seem to be able to do. I call it linear thinking or like effective thinking. And it's something I value really highly in other people. My husband has that and I don't have it. So what happens is in the moment, I'm working so much out of body and gut and heart. That means a lot of cool things can happen. It means I can usually get really deep with people in ways other people can't. And there's very obvious gifts to that. But it means that I'll never be good in a debate. Because in the moment, it's not going to work that way. I will walk away from whatever was said, and then I'll compile my thoughts later. And I'll be able to do that in a really great way. And I'll be able to write something up and send it to them. But in the moment, standing in front of someone, I'll kind of go blank, and I'll just be reacting kind of in my body to what they're saying. But I won't be able to really organize my thoughts and use them in the moment. It's frustrating, actually. Yeah, I can see how that works. Um It is. So it just means there's like certain jobs that I'm not built for. <laughs> I'd love to be able to kind of like say to you guys, like, that's pretty cool. And I'm so glad there's people like you <laughs> out there who can actually like stand there and have a coherent debate when it really counts and when it needs to be had, because I'm not your girl. Like I'm just not your girl. <laughs> <laughs> but you're good at the
1: at the clean and the helping them process emotionally and all that stuff. Which oh, is yeah. not at I'm all in my world. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, I'm happy to get super muddy and messy with people when everything is chaos. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: you're cringing. You're like totally very crazy. much. Yeah, I, I even leaning <laughs> back a little bit. <laughs>
0: Get it away. <laughs> Another quote has to do with denial. 852s are likely to deny that they have needs themselves and they deny vulnerability and they're known for just denying, denying, denying. Um, so it's others that depend on them and not the other way around. So, what's your relationship to denial?
1: I'm not sure. I know my needs and I know who can meet them and who can't. And most of the time, I, I only know one person, know of one person that I can depend on to meet any need. There's that.
0: It's more like you've just got, like you've soberly assessed and already vetted people and you're just down to your short list. And-
1: yeah, I've already banged my head against that particular wall and I know that wall's not moving and the only way to get any and all needs met is through my relationship with God. That's it. And if he doesn't send somebody along, to meet whatever random need that I think I have. Was it really a need? But if Did I you need like- help, I totally will ask for help. But I don't ask for help frequently. But if I've already done all that work and I already know that I physically can't do it, usually that's where the problem is. Physically, I can't do it. I'm going to ask for help.
0: Okay, so the last quote. So the 825 expects rejection works hard to prevent it, acts like it isn't important. The eight keeps this tri-type from showing their sensitivity to rejection, so others might not know that's what's happening. The eight, two, five tentatively moves towards others. Eights, twos, and fives all are part of the rejection triad, and you are all three of those things, which suggests that there is a triple guardedness to you and withholding like nobody's business. If uh, I am an eight that has one level of guardedness because of my eight, you have three. Yeah, that sounds right. Yep.
1: It doesn't just apply to people on the outside. It can even apply to myself.
0: So that's where denial would come in. So they're saying that that's a form of denial where you're almost not even letting yourself see things about yourself that you would prefer not to look at. I'm
1: not it? sure if it's so much that I would deny or not allow myself to see it, but just not have the tools to access what is actually going on. Right. It's subconscious. Looking at a list of feelings is it that is far easier to identify what feeling I'm actually having, because I honestly don't know a lot of the time it is is going to display as anger or it may display as frustration. But I know that there's a whole bunch of things underneath of that. And once I get down to the bottom of it then I'll know what the true feeling is. But that takes time. That takes a lot of emotional energy. And it wouldn't matter if my life depended on it. I could not conjure up an emotion in a moment just off the cuff,
0: usually. Well, you have three layers to get through. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That is such good words around that, actually. I haven't been able to quite put it into words. For some of us who are able to access, from the outside, it looks like you're choosing to block me out with three walls. I'm like, yo, it's like a hop, skip and a jump for me to let you in. I have my eight-ish guards up, but I don't have that with my four. (laughs) So it just doesn't take as much you Whereas saying that, that how
1: it's how we relate to other people like i'm not go- i wouldn't just jump skip and hop one it's way it sounds way too easy and therefore it's yeah. probably cheap and i'm not right, about you're going to question it yeah that does not seem mm-hmm. normal or safe or secure or sustainable but if i have to which- work my way through your layers and you take my time and go very methodically through it, it's going to mean something, it's going to have value, it's going to be have depth, and it's going to be sustainable.
0: If I have to work really hard to get to someone, that just feels like hurt, that they don't want me in, and it feels like, ugh, like having to earn it and work for it or whatever is not something I make people do, and so it's not something I expect other people to do, whereas you're the opposite. So interesting. You have to earn the trust of a bunny. They don't just give it to you like a dog. Do you have a soft spot for all
1: animals? No. Has it always been rabbits? But I've never connected to a dog. I've never connected to a cat. But I can connect to a bunny. And I don't care whose bunny it is. If you have a bunny, we have something in common. And there's something about you that I would like to get to know.
0: Because it's not just and, not just anybody can do it. And explain again that aspect where you've got to earn their trust and so it feels kind of familiar. Like you have to take your time,
1: you have to be still, you have to go slowly, you have to be
0: consistent, but their personality it's very well defined. She doesn't love you today and then kick you to the curb tomorrow. I have a theory now for sure because I'm a cat person and I'm like a cat. <laughs> Basically, I <laughs> like I have no physical boundaries and I want to be hugged with a bear hug. I don't care if you're a stranger. I want to be, I've said this before, like in a heap on the floor, like puppy. And yet emotionally, I'm like, mm, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that a cat? Is that a cat Totally, or what? <laughs> totally a cat. <laughs> I know. I like for the longest time, my husband was like, let's get a dog. And I was like, Ugh, dogs are like, they give everything. Yeah. They give their emotions and their bodies. Exactly. They are <laughs> they complete like, hoes. Complete hoes. Exactly. So I was like, I just, I don't relate. Uh, and then I realized <laughs> that's because I'm a cat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a cat.
1: She'll go to the highest okay. barrier. And she'll scratch you on the regular for no apparent reason.
0: <laughs> and I'll do it with like a uh, soulless eyes. <laughs> yes. Like that Simon cat on um, Lady. Totally. So I'm not one of those cats. I'm going to say I'm like a big cat because I'm like, I, I feel like, like I'll lying in the sun and loungy and like don't mess with me <laughs> there you go but, at this, but I'm not going to give you a whole lot emotionally there it's, you go just not going to give you a lot but when you do it's probably a lot it is everything yeah no it's the whole shebang yeah yep. for sure and then I'll fight to the death for you And <laughs> <laughs> if you were to describe your tri-type and the way it differentiates itself from uh, like the stereotype, maybe of an eight, what would you say?
1: It seems to be much more thoughtful and much more rational. And agreed, it, it can still be aggressive, but it's harnessed aggression. Like I'm not going to come for you, all parts of you. But the the one thing that grabs my attention that I've decided is needs attention. That's what I'm coming for, and I probably can't move on until I've dealt little that and dealt with that which I, I understand now is too much for some people, but they're probably not my people and I'm okay with that. I care what other people think, but to the level that I know you and have let you in, that's only as far as what you think can go. Right. You can share whatever you want and you can tell me whatever you want. And I'm probably not going to take it personally, but I'm also not going to change my mind unless it's new information that that really speaks to me that says, Oh, okay, yeah, this part I'm missing, because I've already collected all the information. And I'm very confident Mm -hmm. where I'm standing. And I'm Mm -hmm. also okay, if you don't want to stand there, that's fine. Not going
0: to take that personally, either. Yeah, I'm glad you addressed that. I was going to ask, what would you say to eights that say, I don't care what you think? (laughs) They're lying. That's well, that's what I've always said. Definitely call them out on that. But I would think that they they aren't aware that they care, or in what way that they care. It's protecting yourself to say you don't care. And when you say it enough, it gets to the point where you really genuinely have gotten nice and hardened to it, right? And you you can go numb for sure, but that's, that's not a good thing.
1: Yeah. Just like when people say, oh, you come across this way. That's such nonsense. How I come across is not my filter that's creating that issue that would be your filter that's creating that issue and i'm sorry you're having that problem but if you know me at
0: all you know
1: that that's not true so that would not be my issue
0: yeah <laughs> do you respect people who, who just ask more questions though so instead of making a statement about who you are based on how you come across if someone instead will ask a question and say you know i think i was reading you this way but is it is it this instead that you have more patience for.
1: Not just patience for, I have respect for it. If you just tell me what you think I am and I know you don't know who I am, it doesn't matter what comes out of your mouth because I don't have any respect for that. I can respect you as a person, but your opinion and your words, they don't have value to me anymore.
0: I I think eights are at the tail end of a whole lot of assumptions.
1: Oh my word, yeah. And the more I see it, the more disgusted it makes me because I'm like, wait a minute, not only do I now question what you think you know about an eight or how you're trying to define an eight, but now I'm also questioning every other number that I'm hearing you try
0: to define because clearly you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, if you're applying that kind of shoddy lens on us, then what lens are you applying to every other type, right? Because I know you haven't, met a hundred percent
1: unhealthy eights like those people would be in in federal prison or would have already been put to death a long time ago (laughs) (laughs) yeah so there's some redeeming quality somewhere
0: and you're not seeing any of it (laughs) well why don't we end on that that was awesome it's been good okay Okay. we'll hear from each other here and there on insta (laughs) all right stay warm and get those pipes flowing again (laughs) thank you thank you all right okay see ya bye that's it for today. We hope by now you've realized there's a lot more going on under the surface. And you'll continue to follow along as we take you Inside the Armor.